0: Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. And on this edition of the conversation, we're talking with Brittany Vera, Child Witness to Domestic Violence Coordinator with the Department of Family Services, Domestic and Sexual Violence Services, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, the perfect time for us to talk about the Step Up for Kids program, a child witness to domestic violence initiative. Brittany, thanks so much for uh, being here and welcome to the County Conversation.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. A a mouthful in the introduction there, a lot of uh, big topics to discuss, uh, uh, domestic and sexual uh, violence services, uh, obviously kids, uh, you know, the Step Up for uh, Kids program, and domestic violence. Uh, a, a lot of things that are uh, intertwined there, if you will, uh, regarding domestic violence and kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what,
0: to start with, what do you want us to know about kids and domestic violence? Why is it important for us to to be here today talking about these, these kind of two issues that have kind of come together.
1: Well, it's important because really, kids are, are the, the victims in domestic violence situations that we don't always acknowledge. There's this kind of prevailing narrative within our society and within our culture that kids are resilient. And kids don't remember what they experience or what happened around them at very young ages. And the more we learn about children and their development and about how people experience traumatic incidents, the more we learn that that just isn't true anymore. Um, our, our kind of um, culture is shifting. Our professional narratives are shifting. We're getting a lot more research and data about what happens to people when they experience really awful things as children um, and they may or may not get help for those experiences so Mm -hmm. we're here to kind of raise awareness of the issue to show how experiencing domestic violence as a child can be connected to a whole host of other experiences um, that children might have you know as children as they grow into young adults teenagers and then on into adulthood and how things if they're not addressed can continue to perpetuate um, and people continue to struggle
0: Do you you have an example, or or maybe two types of experiences that uh, that you're referring to?
1: Um, So, I I guess the best way to just to explain kind of the impact of domestic violence on children is to think about a baby in a crib. Um, If you have a baby in a crib, and let's just say the parents are down the hall, they're having an argument, they're fighting. You have one parent in the relationship that is being very abusive, very controlling. Maybe that parent has never raised a fist to the parent who's a victim. Um, But they're calling the parent names. There's this feeling of tension and fear in the air. And the baby can hear that. That's all passed on to the baby. That baby is taking in that information. A lot of people would look at that situation and go, "Oh, that baby's going to be fine, right? They weren't in they weren't even in the same room. Um, they're not going to remember this happened. But if that happens over and over and over again, or even just a few times, it's enough to kind of jar that baby's nervous system that there is going to be some long-term consequences from that. Um, yeah. Because there's probably also other things happening in the home um, that lead to some concerns. We know that right. once children experience domestic violence, the likelihood that they ex- is that they're going to experience a whole host of other difficulties, such as um, potentially being victims of abuse themselves, child abuse, neglect. They're more likely to have a parent who uses substances, a parent who has a mental health concern. Um, it's not a far stretch to imagine that a victim living in that type of environment is going to be depressed or anxious, um, maybe even has post-traumatic stress disorder, depending on what's happening. So there's a whole host of other reasons why we're concerned if we know that a child is experiencing domestic violence. All
0: right. Well, as um, I've I've done several uh, interviews on uh, several different podcasts I'm involved with about domestic violence and uh, you know, it, is, it has opened my eyes and helped me learn a, a lot because, you know, I had the stereotypical, you know, definition, I guess, in my head that it was uh, it was the violence. Mm-hmm. But the emotional uh, part of the domestic violence is uh, equally, if not more so, uh, devastating to, to adults and, and as you're talking about kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from an early age.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what we know... Um... In relationships, where that element of violence and power and control, um, not all relationships turn physical. We hear from a lot of the survivors and clients that we work with that there's just this element of fear because of, you know, the way the the offender might act, the way they treat them, the way they talk to them. And it's what they're threatened with that creates that element of fear. And as children right. grow, they're living in that same environment, right? And I like to talk about how it's like swimming um, in a body of water where you just get to know the current. You get to know kind of where the places to hide are in the coral reef. Like if you think of a Finding Nemo analogy, you get to know where the danger zones are. um, And you just learn how to swim in that environment and you don't realize this isn't how it should be.
0: Right. That's that's your normal. That's what you're used to, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found a couple of uh, notes on your website that will um, let folks uh, have a website address and telephone number and resources and that kind of thing a little bit later in the show. But I found a couple of these interesting, uh, one of which said uh, was a question that said, did you know that one in four children in the United States will experience domestic violence in their homes before they turn 18? And then also saw on the website a note that said, Kids who witness domestic violence are more likely to use drugs and alcohol, run away from home, act out in school, or come into contact with law enforcement. Now you are the, if, and if I get the title correctly here, you are the, uh, let's see, make sure I get it right. The, um, if I can find it, child witness to domestic violence coordinator. So, you're working with children who actually witness domestic violence. Is is that what that title is 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 it as simple as that?
1: It's a bit more complex. I wish it were that simple. <laughs> yeah, always is. <laughs> it's a bit of a misnomer that I get asked about a lot. My role is actually, um, I'm kind of like the coach that gets all of our community and county agencies on the same page when it comes to domestic violence and kids. And so we're reading out of the same playbook and executing the moves correctly. Um, And so my position was actually born out of this recognition by our um, Council to End Domestic Violence, which is one of our, our bodies that kind of addresses larger systemic issues related to domestic violence within our community. And they recognized we needed a better response to these kids, you know, given all of the talking points that you just provided about what kids can experience when they are living in a home where there's domestic violence. And so they created my position to kind of help coordinate those efforts and get everyone on the same page because people were doing a great job, but it was just a full-time job in and of itself. So I lead a coalition, that Step Up for Kids coalition initiative initiative. Is a group of people that have come together from our county agencies, from our um, community partners, our schools, to talk about what are the issues that we're seeing? Are we all talking about this issue in the same way? Are we addressing it in a coherent, coordinated manner? Um, Are we thinking about this in all of the different ways and places and spaces that we need to? So, really, just trying to bring everyone together and kind of keep everyone reading from the same playbook is how I like to think of it.
0: All right. Well, you, you mentioned the Step Up for Kids program. I want to make sure we we talk about that. So that was a great transition. What, what exactly is the the Step Up for Kids program? What do you want us to know about it? And, and then follow up to that, what do you want us to do about that?
1: So the Step Up for Kids program, it's actually that coalition that I just described. And so what we do is we... Um, we take on different kind of projects um, to to train people, to inform the community, um, to educate key stakeholders. Um, we do a lot of training about what is domestic violence and how do children experience it, right? We have a lot of people, unfortunately, that still kind of go, oh, this baby in the crib is going to be fine. And then they're getting into kindergarten and they're having explosive tantrums and they're just kind of going, what's happening here? And so it's my job to help people remember to say, What's happening in this child's home? Could there have been some domestic violence that they were exposed to if there were other kind of warning signs along the way? So we're training professionals on how to respond, on the resources that are available. Um, We are creating resources. We've created um, kind of like a resource card for professionals to use when they know there's a child that's living with domestic violence. Who are the people you call for help? Um, Who do you need to talk to? How do you talk to that parent about safety? Um, Who's out there that can be a support to that parent and that child? Um, We've also done some training with our mental health community and kind of letting them know about what's happening in a home where there's domestic violence. Um, Because we all see a lot more of this. And when I say we, I mean service professionals. Service professionals see this a lot more than they realize. And I'll give you an example. Um, When I first started with the county, I worked in the supervised visitation program with the juvenile and domestic relations court. And before I came on board when that program started, they thought they were going to see a very small percentage of cases involving domestic violence being referred to them. And once they opened their doors and started getting referrals, the number of families where there was domestic violence was upwards of 80%.
0: Wow.
1: You know, more than two-thirds, more than three-quarters of the families that were referred. and But most of these families, they weren't in court because of domestic violence. They were there because of custody and visitation issues. But in the past, there had been a physical assault. There had been um, a history of controlling manipulative behavior from one parent towards the others that caused someone to fear for their safety. Um, and so that's what I mean when I say we 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 see these cases much more than we realize. And so thankfully, we had people in that program who knew to ask the right questions, and we were to able to get some some specialized services in place, which I coordinated for domestic violence survivors and their families. Um, but that's just an example of are we asking the right questions of families when we come into contact with them?
0: All right. Wow. Go so deep. We're talking with Brittany Vera um, with Fairfax County Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we're specifically talking about domestic violence uh, and kids and the Step Up for Kids program. And another, I was going to say interesting, but I guess sad is a better word, just a statistic or note from the website that I wanted to read that it says, Children exposed to violence and trauma exhibit significantly higher levels of emotional and behavioral problems than their non-exposed peers. Witnessing or experience violence has been linked to lower grade point averages, more negative remarks in their cumulative records, and more reported absences from school than other students. So again, Brittany, as you have mentioned you know several times before on the podcast already, it, just such a wide-ranging you know cause and effect situation with domestic violence uh, you know the the baby in the crib uh, that you've mentioned a couple of times the things that you don't think about it, it's almost amazing how far-reaching the effects can be
1: yeah absolutely and a lot of times it's because when there's domestic violence in the home, that's probably not the only thing that's going on, right? There's a lot of a lot of situations where there might also be drinking or drug use. Um, not that drinking or drug use causes domestic violence or causes manipulative behavior. Um, sometimes it's used as a way to cope with the effects of the abuse by the survivor right. in the home. Um, right. People are working multiple jobs; they're not able to to kind of. Keep all the plates spinning, so to speak. And sometimes, you know, it's not always like this dire situation. There's a lot of survivors out there that are able to kind of keep everything separate, um, to feel like they're protecting their kids and doing a good job. And it's, you know, we hear from a lot of callers to our 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline that it's when they realize how this is impacting their kids that they say, "Okay, now I need to Mm. make a change. Now I need to do something different. Um right. so it, I just you know i i I don't want people to get the impression that all survivors are are having problems or they're poor parents they're not we We hear from a lot of a lot of people that you know they're good parents they they get their kids to soccer practice they're they're on the p t a and it looks fine from the outside, but when kids struggle, they really struggle sometimes
0: right so tell us. More about the Step Up for Kids program, uh, again, a little bit, you know, more about it. What, what can uh, we do? What can uh, residents of Fairfax County do, not only for the program, but more specifically, how can um, us as adults in the community, how can we help kids in a domestic violence situation or with domestic violence?
1: Well, that's such a great question. I mean, the, the Step Up for Kids Coalition, you're calling it the program, but it's actually more of like a coalition. There's no one program that we run. Um, there's a lot of great um, different agencies in our community doing really good work to support children and their families. And sometimes these programs work with families where there's domestic violence. Um, so I would direct people to our website to learn more. You can go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search Step Up for Kids. And on that page, um, we talk about all the different ways caring adults can play a role in a child's life. We know, thanks to research, like hard research, that the number one predictor of whether or not a child is going to be okay is whether or not they have a caring, supportive adult in their life. Because just having that caring, supportive adult sends the message to the child that they are worthy of being in a relationship where they can feel safe, um, that there is someone in their corner who can help them, um, that they have someone who is going to support them and encourage them. And it could be a teacher. It could be a coach. It could be your next door neighbor or someone from your house of worship or your scout leader or, you know, your favorite aunt or cousin. You know, it doesn't you don't need special training like there's this is what I call ordinary magic um, in terms of encouraging and supporting a child. And, but it looks differently in each situation. Right. So a teacher might be learning um, or teaching a child how to solve conflict effectively. Um, a coach is learning or teaching them how to be part of a team um, and how to be a team player and work well with other kids. So there's a lot of different ways this can look, and it doesn't take you know, letters behind your name or a county title to be able to do it. All right.
0: All right. I, I would think the coronavirus pandemic that we're going through with Everybody, you know, in lockdown, not physically, physically going uh, to school, physically going places, you know, sports teams, practices, uh, you know, being canceled slowly kind of coming back on on board. Um, I would think um, and is this a correct assumption that those community interactions, the the neighbor, the coach, those kind of things have reduced the number of, and I don't want to say incidents, because the incidents I'm sure have maintained steady, if not increased, but has those lessened, lesser, fewer community contacts, has that resulted in less observations of domestic rep- uh, violence, uh, less reporting of domestic violence? I guess what I'm trying to get at, the problem is still there, but it now because there's less interaction, it appears that it's on the decrease. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I couldn't really say that it's on the decrease. Um, you know, we've seen certain trends with our 24-hour hotline that our office supports um, in terms of like the number of calls, but it it sometimes just depends on the time of day, the month. Um, but what it what it means is that there's fewer places that kids can go for support. Right, they're they're not right. able to leave their homes. A lot of times, kids have a hard time knowing how to articulate this to the people around them um, mm. with words. They can only show it with behavior. Right, that the behavior is the tip of the iceberg, and that is kind of indicative of what's happening for the child. And I want to be sure to mention that just because a child is struggling with some of the things we've mentioned, where they're they're not going to school, they're um, their grades are failing. They're getting into drugs or alcohol or whatever it might be. They're having emotional difficulty. That doesn't always mean that there is domestic violence in the home We' you know, people often think about what could be happening. And we want to make sure that we're encouraging to think about what's the relationship between the parents look like. Right. Maybe a parent doesn't even live in the home, but the domestic violence is still occurring. Um and so I just want to throw that out there and, and make sure people understand we're not trying to say, like, all of these problems are caused by domestic sure. violence. It's just sure, one of the contributors sure. that we don't often talk about. Yeah.
0: But if you have the connection with a kid, you know, whether you be a coach, a neighbor, an aunt mm-hmm. or an uncle or whatever, you'll notice changes. Uh, so just Absolutely. be involved in that child's life. Yeah. and. You know, talk to them if you can in in your own unique way. I
1: guess absolutely, and it's I we like to when I was working in supervised visitation, I we like to say you have to talk about a hundred nothings um, before a child's going to mm-hmm. tell you one thing right. that you need to pay attention to and maybe provide them some, some support around. Um, but in cases where you you're worried, where you know things are tough, you know you might decide to develop a code word with the child, right? Like, how's the weather? I've heard teachers say, like, how's the weather today where you are? Is it sunny? Is it cloudy? Is there a storm? Right. And so those, depending on how the child responds, they might say everything is great or eh, things are a little tense or things are really, really bad. Right. And then the teacher can take some steps to try to find the child some support, whether it's from a school social worker or another person. Um so, and and also, but, you know, if you're connected to a child, hopefully you're also connected to a parent. So te- checking in with that parent to say, hey, how are things going? Um, you know, everyone's feeling stressed right now. Everyone's feeling overwhelmed. How are you doing? Um, and really helping that parent think about. Um, you know, their emotional state and how that impacts their child. Because so often people go through life and they're kind of checked out from how their behavior is connected to their emotions. And, right. you know, I'm a social worker, so I like to talk about that sort of stuff, but not <laughs> everyone does. Right.
0: Right. You, uh, you mentioned the 24-hour domestic and si- uh, sexual violence hotline a moment ago. I want to make sure I give that telephone number out. That's 703- three six zero seven two seven three again seven zero three three six zero seven two seven three again 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline before we wrap it up Brittany, any other resources you mentioned the website for fairfaxcounty.gov folks can go and search any other resources information that you want to uh, share with listeners
1: um you can follow our DFS Facebook page. We're going to be posting throughout the month about, you know, just those talking points and different ways people can play a role. But I think they're also on the website. Um, but we'd also encourage folks to get involved, whether it's virtually or in person. Um, you know, we have some different community in county agencies that are on our Step Up for Kids coalition. We have volunteer opportunities within our Department of Family Services working with children and families We have great organizations in the community, such as the Court Appointed Special Advocates, or CASA, who are doing kind of virtual visits with children in foster care. We have Shelter House, who runs our 24-hour domestic violence emergency shelter. Um, A significant number of people who are in shelter right now in that DV shelter include children. Um, And there's different ways that you can get involved. So I would um, just encourage you to, to seek out those options You know, not all of them are in person. Some of them have transitioned beautifully to to virtual volunteer opportunities. And you can also check out Volunteer Fairfax for more opportunities. And that's really, you know, the biggest thing we can do is is to get involved and connect with children in a meaningful way.
0: Right. We're talking with Brittany Vera. She's the Child Witness to, to Domestic Violence Coordinator with Fairfax County's Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Again, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. That 24 hour domestic and sexual violence hotline number again, 703 360 7273. As Brittany mentioned, a lot of resources available. Just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and you can uh, search for Step Up for Kids, uh, that initiative or that coalition. uh, As she says, I've been calling it program, and my apologies for that. But however you phrase it, just remember to step up for kids. Brittany, the final 15, 20 seconds or so, I try to. Give the guests the final word, anything you want to end our program today that we should know about with domestic violence and kids.
1: Um, Just that there's hope, right? We. It sounds like really hopeless and all doom and gloom, but all it takes is one person to make a difference. You might not be able to fix what's happening in the child's home, but just by being there for a child and letting them know you're there to listen Um, is going to make a world of difference. We can all probably think of those people in our lives that have done the same thing for us. And so it's our turn to do that for for those kids that are in our lives and around us.
0: Right. Excellent advice, Brittany. Thanks so much for being with us on the County Conversation today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Again, if you'd like to get more, go to fairfaxcounty.gov and uh, search. And if you'd like to get more Fairfax County government news and information, you can also visit fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government.